Welcome to the Haringey Education Partnership Brief. It's Monday, the 12th of December. I'm Luke. And I'm Maya. And we're here to bring you up to date with what's happening in education. Here's what you need to know this week. The school's bill is dead, but which parts will stay alive? Education Secretary Gillian Keegan told the Commons Education Select Committee that a proposal in the bill to create a register to identify and account for children not in schools was definitely a priority, as will be helping more faith schools to join multi-academy trusts. The proposed regulatory system for MATS was shot down, but new committees and reviews are looking into this, and the general trend toward all schools joining MATS is still being encouraged by the DFE. The National Tutoring Programme has failed in its goal of tutoring 65% disadvantaged pupils. Schools Week obtained data confirming that only 49% of tutoring reached pupil premium students. The catch-up scheme is aimed at disadvantaged pupils, but heads have flexibility to decide who receives tutoring. The £500 million government fund aimed at making school buildings more energy efficient has been repurposed to help schools and colleges save on heating and electricity bills. Gillian Keegan said the DFE is putting this cash in the hands of school and college leaders quickly so they can decide what is needed and so that our brilliant teachers can focus on teaching in a warm and safe environment. Ofsted is nearly 2,000 inspections behind schedule, so if your school is due an inspection but hasn't received the call, that may be why. Chief Inspector Amanda Spielman said that Ofsted is accelerating their inspection cycle and will still meet the commitment to inspect all schools at least once by July 2025. If your school's in the window, HEP has plenty of resources to help you with your inspection. Get in touch! This week's Deep Dive, The Big Idea with Jade Pierce. Jade Pierce is assistant head teacher at Walton High School in Stafford and author of What Every Teacher Needs to Know, How to Embed Evidence-Informed Teaching and Learning in Your School. Jade delivered HEP's last Big Idea Talk of 2022 in November and spoke about the most important things for teachers to know. The talk covered many crucial educational concepts, ranging from the cognitive science understanding of learning to how practice can support the learning process. We'll play the first part of the talk now, but the entire video is online and free to watch. So the first thing that I think every teacher needs to know is the cognitive science model of memory um, that you can see on the screen now. Now, I know that the CPD provided by HEP is of amazing quality. So I'm sure that this is something that you've all seen lots of times before. Um, but really, just to as a brief recap, the cognitive science model of memory shows us, first of all, that we have to pay attention to get anything into our working memory. Now, that's really important. And I think a really underutilised part of cognitive science that we focus a lot on what we do once we've taught something, but maybe schools aren't focusing as much on trying to make sure that pupils are motivated, that we've limited distractions, that we're really highlighting what pupils need to pay attention to. So that's really interesting, first of all. Um, if we pay attention to information, then it will enter our working memory. But we know from cognitive science that our working memory is really, really limited. 
and that if it gets overloaded, we're going to prevent that transfer to the long-term memory. We're going to hamper learning. Um, and so we need to know that to make us aware of the importance of limiting that overload um, and to give support to the strategies that do that. So there I'm referring to explicit instruction and cognitive load. And if you understand that learning is transferring um, information from the working memory to the long-term memory, but that, that's hampered if the working memory is overloaded, then those strategies become really clear and obvious about why we want to use them. And then also that kind of rehearsal, that pink arrow that says rehearsal, where we're going from the working memory to the long-term memory, shows us how important strategies like rehearsal, practice, being cognitively active, people's thinking hard, all of that becomes really important because what we think about in our working memory is what's going to go into our long-term memory. Memory is the residue of thought, as um, Dan Willingham would say. So really important that we understand that as well. And then finally, really important that we understand that once we put something into our long-term memory, it doesn't necessarily stay there and that we've got that blue arrow down to forgetting. And that highlights the importance of um, strategies such as retrieval practice. So that's nothing probably new. But it's just me highlighting that if we are going to implement strategies associated with cognitive science, like those ones that I've mentioned, it's really important that we've got a good understanding of the model of memory, that we understand limited working memory, etc., because it explains to us why those strategies are really effective. And I've seen lots of schools that have introduced those strategies, but haven't necessarily concentrated on this as much as they probably should have. So that's my first thing. Second thing, really big idea that I think all teachers need to know is the difference between learning and performance. Um, and this is a paper by Bjork, and I um, definitely suggest that you read it if you haven't already. Basically says that performance is the short term gain that occurs during a lesson. So if you've taught a lesson on, a new con uh, on some new content and by the end of the lesson, your students are able to um, answer questions correctly. That is not learning, that is performance, because that is just showing us that in the short term, they've remembered that information, hopefully that they've understood it well without misconceptions. In contrast to that, learning is the long-term change in pupils' knowledge and understanding. And long-term is the really important word there. So being able to answer some questions correctly at the end of the lesson doesn't necessarily demonstrate learning. What would demonstrate learning is if you can talk about that information after a delay of two, three, four weeks later on in the year, because that shows that the information has entered your long-term memory and that you can still retrieve it, which if we go back to that cognitive science model of memory is basically what learning is. So <clears throat> the reason I think that it's really important for teachers to know this it's firstly because it shows us how important long-term retention is, um, because that essentially is what learning is. And so therefore, we've got to be using strategies that we know support long-term learning, like retrieval practice, spacing, interleaving, etc. It also tells us about our assessment of learning. And if we want to assess whether pupils have learned something, we can't do that straight away, because that's assessing performance. And if we want to assess learning, we've got to assess that um, knowledge after a delay. So I'm thinking there about using cumulative tests, using tests that refer back to work that you've done previously rather than just the content that you've just studied. That gives us a much better view of what pupils have actually learned than, than what they've just done recently. And then finally, and really importantly, and we will come back to this in a minute, 
those strategies which are good for performance, which help us to be really fluid with information and answer those questions at the end of the lesson, are not necessarily those strategies which are best for long-term learning. Um, so, for example, blocked practice, where you do loads and loads and loads of practice on one topic or on one question type, is really good for performance because you get better at it as you go and it becomes almost automatic because you've done so many in such a short period of time. But actually, mixing up practice, interleaving, which we'll look at in a minute, is much more effective for long-term learning. So it makes us aware of the importance of retention, but also that we don't necessarily want to use in our teaching those strategies that are best for performance. We want to use those strategies which are best for learning, space practice, retrieval, interleaving, etc. Sound interesting? Want to hear more? Watch the whole video on HEPS Vimeo through our link in the show notes. You can also find Jade's book online just by searching What Every Teacher Needs to Know. All Big Idea sessions are free to attend for HEP members and available online for watching at a later date. Explore our Vimeo to discover more. This week at HEP. It's getting towards the end of term and being the considerate organization that we are, we've left this week clear of any CPD. That being said, the HEP Head Teachers Breakfast will happen tomorrow, the 13th of December at 8.30 a.m. It'll be held at the HEP Training Rooms at Hornsey School for Girls. As always, you can sign up on the HEP Booking Hub. This week, we've been watching The Muppet Christmas Carol. It's time to get festive. A 1992 classic, a time before a couple of us in the HEP team graced this earth, we watched these 86 minutes of pure Christmas this week and have no regrets. This week, we've been listening to Four Nations, Four Schools on BBC Radio 4. Laura McInerney visits schools in England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. How are they tackling teaching, assessment and student well-being? How have the four education systems grown apart and what can the nations learn from each other? This week, we've been reading What is Calm Leadership and Why is it Important? by Patrick Cozier on SecEd. Sharing his leadership journey, this is the first in a series of articles on calm leadership Patrick will be writing in the coming months. One key question he highlights when thinking about leadership in this article is, how can I be a leader that lasts? And that's it for our Monday, 12th of December, HEP Brief. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, share on social media, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm off to sunny California for the holidays, so this will be our last brief until the 16th of January. But that doesn't mean you have to stop listening to HEP Talks. We have some fun and unusual stories coming up before Christmas and in the new year. So stay tuned, and happy holidays, everyone. This brief has been written and produced by Maya Cardwell and Luke Kemper. Music by Shane Ivers. We'll see you next time. <laughs>